So hi, everyone. Welcome to the Data-Driven Supply Chain Podcast. Today, I have a, a fantastic student, uh, Berad, that uh, already has internship and is, uh, is currently working uh, in uh, mechanical engineering. Uh, so Berad, thank you for being here. Uh, we had a great discussion before. Can you introduce a bit your background and uh, like where you studied and everything and where you're at right now uh, to people listening? Yep, for sure. Hi, my name is uh, Beirat. Thanks for having me, of course. It's my pleasure to talk to you. I mean, we had the opportunity to talk before, but this time is a bit different. We're, we're sharing this with people, this discussion. So I'm so happy for that. Uh, I finished my third year uh, mechanical engineering, uh, engineering at TMU. Um, I'm currently doing my co-op this year uh, for a year uh, with the MHICA um and mississauga and uh that's pretty much it cool 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 nice and uh um i've seen that you're that like you said pretty much it but there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that you were doing <laughs> i see that you were uh in the rocket science club uh, in university that you did research on top of studying uh, uh engineering um well first can you talk to us a bit about about this part and how how do you find the time to do all of this? Because I, I know engineers and I know people that like work for engineering. And yeah. some of them are like, that's the only thing that they're doing is like studying and that's it. So what's your what's your secret here? Uh well, to be honest, uh, it was super, super <laughs> difficult to manage. I'm gonna lie. I don't wanna I don't wanna remember remember those days, but <laughs> we can we can go through them for sure. <laughs> So um, yeah, it was it was definitely it was it was challenging and it was difficult because I had six courses, and then um, I I think I took over the position in September twenty twenty two, right? Okay. Um, I never I never had the experience leading a team, design engineering design team. Of course, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging experience. Uh, I was on the team, but as a member. Uh, just as a member and i and i kind of tried uh tried super hard to um to expand my knowledge and like uh mm -hmm. in, in the field aerospace field um i mean my i'm studying mechanical but um i always i always wanted to pursue pursue a career in aerospace engineering that's why i joined the rocketry club at our university as a member and then um and then applied for a bunch of positions. They offered me the recovery, um, recovery lead position uh, okay. back in September 2022, and I, and I took it. Uh, I took it, and it was, it was difficult to manage because um, it was a big sub team, like the recovery and the staging. It was a big sub team, and we we decided to do the one stage rocket that we always that we always do in addition to a two stage rocket. Okay. And that made it a bit more uh, challenging as as I was new to the team, I was new to the like the idea of design uh, with a mechanical background, not not even with an aerospace background. So I had to I had to go go over a lot of stuff myself to kind of expand my knowledge in the and uh, the and the design aspect of aerospace. Um but then there is the research opportunity popped up after a month so i took that as well 
you might you might you might say why <laughs> the reason the reason is that um the first two years were online for me right okay. so, for everyone of course so i we did not have the opportunity to network expand our knowledge in terms of like practicality of course yeah as it, as it was online um and I really wanted, like, I, I always wanted to succeed in this field. I really wanted a good internship, good co-op. Um, and I really wanted to be a technical engineer, not not yeah. only, like, management stuff. So that's why I, I, I tried my best to get exposed to research, uh, like, design, um, and, and everything as much as possible. So... So uh, I would I would be able to apply it in real world, like the theory that I've learned throughout the years of engineering school. So that's why um, that's why I did this to myself. Yes. <laughs> but um, but definitely it worked um, and it helped. Uh, I never thought it would help this much. Um, I I had multiple offers from big companies. Yeah. Um, had interviews with big big companies and that that built up the confidence and i saw that yeah i can do it so exactly. um, yeah it, and, it meant a lot to be honest and, and i think one of the core skills that you develop here is something we've talked about previously is that um like taking on challenges that you're just gonna figure it out but you kind of know you can figure yeah. it out these yeah. challenges that that's the best taking a challenge um, which you already done, it's not really a challenge, it's just like you're just doing this again. But like mm -hmm. these things where you know it's a leap, but you actually want to do it and you want to get there, that's where uh, that's where the real learning uh, go for. Like uh, I remember, uh, I, I like the story because uh, when I was in uh, doing a bachelor, uh, I did the same thing. I had a full course load, like I had a five, six course. Um, but one thing that drove me um, the, when I was studying was all the research stuff. Like all of the research stuff, I was like, this is cool. I want to learn that more. Um, but it, it's in the classroom, like it stops and then it's just theoretical or whatnot. I wanted to be like doing that stuff. So I just called, emailed a bunch of professors and it's just like went into a lab started doing my my research and then they offered me like to to conduct my own research in this lab and then i went to another lab in the sun like and i was just keep kept doing what exactly i wanted and where i wanted to be and that's like uh i had much more confidence to do like anything really at some point i was i was in the lab um doing molecular biology and never I never went in the lab before. And now they told me, like, hey, first day you do this and that. And I was doing it. Like, I, like at this point in time, I was, like, splicing genes and, like, putting, like, making them grow and all this stuff, doing my PCR to get my my uh, my protein and all this stuff. <laughs> um, everything that I've, I was reading and then I was looking at in, in courses, um, I was able to do, and it made two things happen. First, my confidence showed up and I knew I could do like stuff that I never did before, but I wanted to, if I could figure it out roughly how to do it. And second of all, it made the rest of the things that you're doing, that's it, like when you're in a class and stuff like that, much more easy. I was like, this is less worse than everything I'm gonna do in the lab. 
it's way less. There's a solution for this, and it's somewhere in the textbook. Um, so, uh, uh, can you talk to us a bit about that part? This, this, this specifically when you were doing research. Uh, first, like, what was the research about, and uh, uh, how how this uh, this uh, this skill that you developed helped? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, thank you so much for the story. Um, um yeah the research was about 3d printing composite material um i knew how to like i learned how to 3d print how to run the machine how to use slicing uh, softwares how to generate sdl files and and everything and i had a good background um in cad using katia and solidworks um so i knew how to print like stuff out of PLA, ABS, TPU. These are the the materials that you hear hear them every day uh, when we talk about 3D printing. But composite material is a new subject. Um, they've done it, but we still need a bit of more advancement on that for sure. So the professor, uh, professor took me on the team and then I had the opportunity to work on 3D printing composite material research, which involved a lot of sciences that we we, we, uh, we studied before. Uh, we did fluid mechanics analysis, we did the source analysis, uh, we used our thermal thermodynamics um, knowledge from before. Um, at some point I was doing a research on, on the reciprocating uh, pumps that we had to use to kind of pump in the UV resin um, yeah, that kind of that act like a coating around the fiber that comes out of the nozzle. Um, at some point I had to use um, uh, my physics background because uh, we had to use UV light uh, to cure down the UV resin, right? So um and at the same time i had the opportunity to cat the prototype for the extrude uh, extruder that we uh, we would have put on the on the mechanical arm so basically the, the whole idea was to put the extruder on top of the top of a mechanical arm uh okay. that can print and definitely xyz and also in like curved uh paths so they you get you get to print more complex uh objects and stuff so yeah um and the whole idea was to kind of pump in uh uv resin and then using a mechanism get the fiber out of the nozzle and pump in the uv resin which coats the fiber okay. and then that fiber the the, co the coating which is the uv resin around the fiber gets cured down um using uv uv lights uv light or lasers that we used um so we 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 made the prototype um and uh we kind of te tested it. it it worked pretty well um and yeah i had to use uh i i did fluid uh, fluid simulation for that project at the same time as i said i used solidworks to uh make stands and stuff for the uv uh for, for the uv lights that we we wanted to use so yeah, I, um, I I applied a lot of a lot of stuff that I learned from before, but I had to def definitely I had to kind of expand my knowledge and my skills yeah. to uh, to kind of uh, kind of um, uh, 
uh, proceed with the research, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that, that 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 was challenging because um, it's graduate level research. I was doing undergrad, yeah. <laughs> and for example, Bernoulli's equation is got to meet like ten conditions, right? But once you put it in practice, you don't have those conditions. <laughs> that was fun when you get to actually like using this stuff when, in a non-controlled environment and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Like what? That's what I'm saying. When you put it in practice, you just realize that, oh, yeah, I used to solve it, used to work on the paper, but uh, the, the new movie, uh, did you watch Oppenheimer, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I watched it like, yeah. two weeks ago. Uh, theory can take you so far. Just yeah, so exactly. Far. <laughs> That's it. That's, yeah, I, I love that quotation, by the way. Uh, at um, some point, uh, like, uh, I've hit that wall at some point because we, I was given a bunch of data to, like, do analysis on. And then, like, cool, so what should I do? And then my PL was like, well, well we tried a bunch of stuff and it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, like, here's a bunch of papers and like, just trying to come up with something like that, like the, some analysis and stuff. And then I, my mind went like, boom, like, what do you mean? Like, I can, I can just mix and match stuff. I can just think about it and then just like, and like, yeah, and try it. And if it doesn't work, I can just try again. <laughs> That's the part that is, that is absolutely, absolutely uh, fascinating with research is the amount of just messing around and then just try to like actually get it to work and make it fit yeah. and you get something sometimes and sometimes not but sometimes you get something you're like why <laughs> why did i get something out of it why this thing worked um and that's the the, the most beautiful feeling i i had in the in the academic uh, uh, days is when you actually take it through and then you kind of see a solution for me or you make a prototype and it actually work yeah. You're like, wow, I've put all of this together and with a bit of sprinkle of trying stuff out and figuring it out, and it just holds together and it's it's actually helping. Um fantastic. I love that. And uh, like if you transition from this to uh now the the work that you do as part of your internship. So again, talk to us a bit more about uh, you work at uh Mitsubishi heavy industry and like um uh, exactly how uh, these experiences that you've done um, help you on the day-to-day -day, uh, uh, right now. Yeah, I have a I have a good story, by the way. Um, it was like, I think it was my third week in the company. Um, so the, the my manager sent me um, a case of a study, a case of uh, investigation. Uh, there was a crack on one part of the aircraft. Um, I'm not... I'm, the reason that I don't disclose, I don't know if I'm allowed, so that's why I disclose the, course of the, the case of investigation. Yeah, um, but yeah, I they he sent me a bunch of pictures uh, with all the information on what happened, and just asked me to find the root cause of this issue at hand. So I I looked at the I looked at the crack. I looked at the position of the crack. How it propagated and how it how it looks like it was on a composite material and then um i thought about it i, I did not go on the floor i did not go on the um, to, to take a look at the part itself i just looked at the pictures whatever i was like yeah so the radius is not much uh the thickness is not much so a source concentration is more so while they were handling the part 
they pushed too hard, applied too much stress, and that's why it cracked. And I wrote everything like in, 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 in a very good format, whatever. I wrote everything in a very good uh, structure and sent it back to the manager in, in the most like formal way. And then he was like, this is not university anymore. <laughs> you can you can <laughs> analyze cases like that. You got to get on the floor, <laughs> trying to find the root cause. This is not this is not university anymore. You just don't look at the crack and just come up with your theories and stuff. So it's actually yeah, the, the way that you gotta look at the uh, the problems at hand is it's totally different when you get on a manufacturing site. Um, as opposed to um, to university or research project, definitely two different, totally different, two two different uh, aspects that you gotta apply. Um, but yeah, uh, I I I had those um, um, experiences too. But now I'm I've got I've gotten used to it. I go on the floor. Um, I take a look at the case. I take to see if I can come up with a corrective action. Um, what is the root cause? Well, what could have what could have been better in terms of like, can we can we improve the process um, to kind of avoid this? Was it operator's mistake? Was it uh, tooling? Was it, so yeah, you, you just consider all the, all the factors that can be involved. Uh, that's how you look at it when, when it gets to manufacturing uh, site and a business at the end of the day it's a business yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um but for university no it's, as you said it's trial and error let's try it let's see if it works if it works let's proceed with the research let's write a report about it let's publish it whatever whatever, whatever. that's that's not what you're looking for yeah, um, yeah. On, on in, in, in research you have like you have a wide uh like uh, even if it doesn't work but it leads you here it's kind of good okay cool we can we can keep at it and some people hate that some people hate yeah. that aspect of like having absolutely no boundary whatsoever that is possible <laughs> and that's a thrill of it um but what i found is when you're you're actually doing work to get to a very very specific business uh, uh point um there is still this mm -hmm. but uh, there's a much there's a constraint applied to that system like in research, usually the constraint is like, can you get to something of value uh, yeah. uh, as fast as possible uh, within a reasonable time frame ish? Mm -hmm. um, within, but it, in business, like we have to get this done, and like yes, there could be all of this, but like, time is an asset. Yeah, I, I, I need you to 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 get that that mm -hmm. specific thing done. Um, but it's helpful to keep that. Uh, uh, kind of mentality when you hit certain type of problem where like there is no path <laughs> there's no way to go from a to b that absolutely not we have to actually find a path and then do that movement and then you can actually hit it faster than than everybody else because you're you're picking a bit tangentially and taking the rest of the stuff in there that's in, uh, that's uh, the yeah. yeah that's true i agree uh and it's like just to add on something, um, you cannot like, for example, there's this issue on the, um, let's say on the centrifuge, right? You cannot keep the centrifuge waiting for you till you find find a solution for it. Yeah, time is an asset. You gotta get the production line moving. 
it's not like research one day you feel like it you, you work harder to <laughs> to kind of make more progress the other day it's fine you can just analyze what 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 your findings were right yeah put it into words no it does not work like this you got to yeah. get it done because there's so many people waiting out there for you and there's a big center fuse waiting uh, on the line that has to be delivered in a couple of days yeah so yeah um totally different um you might ask me which one i would prefer um i wouldn't prefer one uh to the i would have said the same i would say yeah. it depends it depends on the day it depends. it depends definitely but um to be honest with you um i gotta in all honesty mhi has been the greatest experience i've ever had in my life hmm. that is something that i cannot deny right <laughs> yeah so um the the way that i look at engineering right now is totally different from from the way that i used to think about it like four months ago for example yeah um and the way that i thought about the theory behind all this going <laughs> um is, is the way that i think about it right now is totally different put it into practice i would say it's the most beautiful thing ever <laughs> when you put in like a source analysis into practice when you put in um for example the sheer force applied on the fasteners or whatever and then practice you just realize that yeah now you're making connection from whatever you've studied before you're making connection to get to get to a solution and and the feeling of it it, it is unbelievable I, I have to i have to say you it can is. see it like you can see like okay my job here i did that and now this thing is over there like i could i could walk and see the stuff that i've helped fix that the problem would not um and like a um i'm not from aerospace at all but i've been to a few um uh, aerospace uh a factory link and it's always amazing like uh like in the theory you think about the airplane you're like okay what's clean stuff like this but if you if you get a tour of a factory uh by um the the head of production the, the mm -hmm. um uh, the chief of production you will get the whole story. You will get the actual stuff and the, the problem. And then he will show you how he sees it. And one of one that I went uh, recently, he showed me the whole thing. And there was a bunch of planes, like the cockpit that was that were stalled into an mm -hmm. area. When I first came, I was like, wow, this is clean. But when he showed me the stuff, I was like, oh shit, like this, there's a problem here. There's a big one. Their buffer uh, uh, section is always full. And then he told me like, you see that this hole, this hole right there, and then show me a hole. And then he told me like, everything was stalled because that hole, they require a part that didn't cost that much, but this part was not well painted to fit like the quality uh, stuff. So like he, he knew where the part was, right? He knew where the painting was in his mm -hmm. shop, but he couldn't go and then just paint it. Yeah. And then he had to be sent back to the supplier for nine days. And everything was told just for that. But mm -hmm. when you realize that throughout all of this, this engineering, if there's an issue like this or an issue similar uh, uh, of, uh, uh, that has that has the same effect, the factory line can be can be completely jammed. And seeing that your solution to these like mi micro problem help like yeah. clear the line and make them moving, um, I mean like this this has to. This has to feel something good, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, de definitely. It's um, it feels differently. It's um, it's 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 a great experience when when you see things, uh, when you see the theory working, or when you see um, uh, how the production line works. And as as you said, for example, you you actually pointed out something important. I don't want to miss that. Um, you said that if you get to if you get on the floor with the production guy, you get yeah. to see everything. Yeah, that's that's the difference um, between engineers. Of course, when like, for example, for me, I'm sitting behind my desk, looking at the screen, whatever, trying to solve issues, trying to do projects, whatever. But they're on the floor every like every single day. They get to observe the process and in, in, in terms of practicality, and and they get to observe it, whatever. So they get, they get to feel the process going through. Right? Yeah, they understand the process way better than an engineer for, for sure. But yeah how how to solve it is as an engineer it's difficult because you know like this these things like it's not one one uh team or whatnot it's like a whole korean team that needs to come together so that the flow works right it has to be the engineer it has to be the supply chain dudes it has to be like the the the, the procurement uh girls yeah. it has to be like it has to be all of these people um uh understanding what's what's yep. happening and in this production line to get to actually the plane leaving <laughs> because if the plane is still there it's not fun for no one yeah yeah uh, the, the, there's actually this uh project that i've been i'm super happy that i'm part of that by the way it's like the most like maybe the the high profile project at the moment at, at mhica um and I and I had the opportunity to work work on it. Um, so yeah, of course, as as a as a um, as a method, you get to as a method uh, methods engineer, you just get to do the investigation, find the root cause, come up with a corrective action and whatnot. But um, you tend to talk to the tooling guy throughout the process. You you tend to talk to the stress guy stress engineer and in the process you talk to sqe to see if the supplier did a did a good job um which is the supplier quality engineer right you talk to the quality engineer to see you you gotta you gotta ask every single person because they're looking from a different perspective to the problem yeah a design engineer does not look at the problem as a tooling like for example the tooling engineer is like did i meet the master line is it the OML of the part? Is it the IML of the part that is the issue? But the design engineer is not is like, yeah, if I make a cut there, then I can fix it. <laughs> For example, <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> you look at it in different like SQA, SQE engineer is like, okay, did the supplier meet the uh, meet the tolerance requirements? Let me reach out to the supplier. Let me see what the requirements of the drawing are and see if the part was kind of like created based on those requirements so every single person um is looking because definitely different minds different experiences um they're looking at a different perspective so if if we want to solve solve an issue in a big manufacturing site as you said uh, it's not a it's not a single person job yeah it's the whole it's team big, like, big whole team, team. The the, the 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 meetings that i kind of held for that issue was like uh full of like i think we were like 12 people people discussing well, senior senior engineers um quality engineers design engineers research engineers mrb um everyone 
So it's that's 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 something like uh, that you can only get into an internship and actually doing the stuff that you realize that because if you're in university and you're just grinding away mm -hmm. um, alone and like with a few people, like even in group project, that's not the scale we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about people with a vast amount of experience and different setup. There's maybe a bunch of intern in there, and all of this we need to figure out the problem for that thing in order to make it move forward. It could be a supply yeah. problem, could be a quality problem, could be like a, a procedural problem. Um, but that's that's the, the main shift that you're yeah. you we can see in the in the from a, from a research perspective, from a purely academic perspective and the actual work government perspective. Um, yeah. If we switch gear a bit, um, there's Currently, massive labor shortage, right? Uh, yeah. In the industrial sector, and like it's in on almost everything. Um, did you see when you were interviewing or like with your peers and, and stuff, um, kind of change in behavior from like these big companies relating to uh, hiring interns? It differs from program to program. Okay. Um, yeah, like aerospace is a bit more challenging at the moment from what I've seen uh definitely it is a smaller industry that that's for sure um but i i've seen that some of the like it's for example it's way more competitive in computer engineering for example computer science yeah. people actually struggle to get to, to get a good good position um but it's it's kind of the same like it's it's super comp competitive regardless um but as long as you you show them that yeah you, it's not only for internship if you show them that um you went beyond the courses you went for research for example you went for um rocketry club uh robotics uh, club uh, i don't know formula one uh, club or whatnot it shows that you're 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 an individual who's, who's eager to learn more than what uh, the person, uh, what what the um, what the university wants uh, wants you to learn, right? So it shows that you're you're passionate about the field. You want to learn more. You wanna you you do not rely on theory only. You you wanna you wanna put all those theories and all those concepts that you've learned into practice. Yeah. And if you show the if you show the big big companies, they're looking for the for a fast learner, for a person who's passionate. Um, and is eager to learn. Of course, they do, they don't uh, expect from from an intern to be certified for every single uh, software that they're looking for. That's for sure. Um, but if you have them, then definitely your resume will stand out. If not, as long as you show that you're eager to learn, um, you you always want to think out of the box. It's not only you following what what a school wants you to follow yeah, yeah. It, it shows that oh yeah this is the right fit for the company this is uh this is uh who you want to be on the team yeah we want someone who's passionate about the field not that's, only that's, that's super interesting because um one of the core uh because i've talked like uh, I, I like to get these insights from a uh, different point of view because like yeah. they actually kind of converge toward an answer but yeah. this is interesting because uh, a lot of the concern from um 
uh, like manager or like company owners with regard to intern in a manufacturing plant is like what are they gonna do yeah <laughs> like uh, i i get that they will mm -hmm. it'll be good for the future and they might come back but right now i need to have this done right and that's in the this is where like there's a labor shortage so they need to have people mm -hmm. but they don't have time to train people that are not already fully trained so there's you get this weird setup where they need people but they're not gonna get people with zero 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 experience sometimes because they don't even have the bandwidth to bring mm -hmm. them on board so yeah. uh, it seems like if they can get uh people like you that already come with like a toolkit to figure it out and then they can actually show that hey, i've done this and that i actually figured a bunch of stuff that look complicated and they can look at that and say like okay well uh, he's gonna learn for sure in here because he doesn't have everything but i think he's, he's gonna be able to learn um, yeah i think that's what they're, they're it's, it's definitely pre uh, preferable for them that's for sure um for example for me um they they never they i don't i don't mean to brag or whatnot but they never had to yeah that's <laughs> the place to do it <laughs> <laughs> they they never had like they never um trained me for katia they never trained me for solidworks they never trained me for any any of the uh calculations that i applied for for, for example a stack of tolerance or whatnot. um and all of, I'm, I'm gonna be full on honest Yep, definitely. Uh, the fact that I studied the theory uh, and and I knew the basics helped me helped me to come up with those ideas, just in, in a jiffy and just give it to the team. That's for sure. But at the same time, I have to be full on honest. Uh, majority of them of those experiences that I applied in the workplace came from research and rocketry club. That's it. Yeah. I'm gonna just conclude it in one sentence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna repeat myself one more time. Definitely, courses helped. Don't get me wrong. Like every single person gotta take them serious. If you don't know the basics, you cannot go for the uh, for the for the advanced uh, aspect of it. That's for sure. But theory theory just take you so far. <laughs> Perfect. I, I absolutely love this. Uh, I think actually it's a it's a good way to end the podcast. It's a, such punchy uh, line. Um, there are. Uh, thank you a lot for all of the the information that you 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 brought in 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 this uh, in this episode. I think it will help a lot of people. I think it will help like the students that are getting started. They will also help the the company owners to see like what an actual person that has this tool toolkit look like. Um, and what to do about it and how to find these people. So like student club, research lab, go <laughs> poach <laughs> these folks before they go somewhere. Um, thank you. Thank you for being here. No problem. Uh, Thanks for having this, this has been the Data Driven Supply Chain Podcast. Uh, the uh, information about uh, Bayrad's story will be uh, in the description also. And I'm going to put uh, your LinkedIn profile if people want to reach Thanks. out to you for questions, if that's okay with you. Yeah, for sure. We'll be more than happy to help. Fantastic. So have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you in the next podcast.